Hey, let's do some sports talk. Sports Central's on the radio right now. Talk Radio 96.7. First segment's up, brought to you by Home 2 by Hilton. Here's your host, a man who loves being awakened at a quarter to five every morning with an EAS alert, Neil Duncan. I can't even begin to tell you how angry my wife was. (laughs) And I'm like, why are you so mad about this? I didn't realize it was a test. I thought it was a real thing. I'm like, are you really getting mad that you were inconvenienced being woken up by a... Uh, an alert, and then she's like, no, it was a test. Anyways, I digress. Thank you, Eric. You're listening to Sports Central here on Talk Radio 96.7. Neil Duncan alongside Josh Hicks. Did you get the alert too? I got the alert. I'm just shocked at how many people are upset of a guy just, just trying to do his job. <laughs> I, okay, this has nothing to do with sports, but yes. but everyone was impacted by this, right? Yes, yes. Why do it then? I saw a thing where um, I don't know if it's if this is a fact or not, but they were um, saying that he meant to do uh, PM, not AM, for the test, and it was an accident. Oh, okay, well that's better. Yeah. So I don't know how you are at your house, but both our cell phones, both our Apple watches, like all those things get it. So it was like <laughs> I don't know what. It was crazy. Hurricane alarm Sunday or something, yeah. It was like the noise I hoped to hear when the lightning come back and they're playing over there in Tampa. Nice transition there. It's the noise I hope I don't hear tonight in game two of the NHL playoffs. Yeah. We'll get to that in a second, but this past weekend, uh, the first time – hold on a second. That was way too loud on my, mm-hmm. in my headphones. Uh, first time, first event there at the Lake Mortals Sports Park Championship Yes. Uh, lake. Yep. Uh, a lot of people call it ski lake, but really it's for uh, not only toad sports, but non-toad sports, you know, canoe, kayak, and, and all that dragon kind of stuff. Racing, so dragon boat stuff. racing, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So a lot of a lot of neat things coming um, to that facility. Uh, but last week in Wakeboard opened up that new facility. It was part of City Fest, which is the city of Auburndale. There were five concerts. And surprisingly enough, after two months, no rain, then they get rain when they have their city fest, <laughs> but they only missed like the last 20 minutes of the last show. I think it was Sister Hazel. Uh, but you were out there with us on Saturday. It was Friday and Saturday. Uh, what'd you think? Did it make you want to uh, dip your toe into the wakeboard world? No, I, I grew up doing that. But um, Wakeboarding? Yeah. Oh, I, I didn't know that. Yeah, I think you made a comment last week about something about knowing knowing your limits, and I'm, I'm, I'm past my prime when it comes to that. I got to be able to go to work in the morning. <laughs> Somebody asked me, I'm, I'm on this channel for Polk County Live Tuesdays from 5, no, from 7 to 8 a.m. And somebody asked me, well, were you out there? Are you, did you participate? I said, listen, <laughs> if I want to waterboard myself, I'll find a different way to do it. Yeah, they- because when I was younger, I tried to ski and I kept thinking, again, knowing your limits, I kept thinking, if I hold on just a little bit longer, I'm going to be able to get up on these skis. So all that actually happened was I was drugged behind a boat at a high rate of speed and drank half the lake. Yeah, self-drowning. Yeah. <laughs> but ECP, the Elite Cable Park, which is next door, mm-hmm. um, wakeboarding and, and whatnot, they actually have what they call the get-up guarantee. They guarantee you that if you come and, t- and do the lessons, that you will be able to get up on a wakeboard and be able to learn how to uh, wakeboard there at the Elite Cable Park. Yep, yep. They um, – I believe um, Kellen likes to say that if it's not that day, it'll take eight hours. You, you come back the next time, and you get to come in for free. So he's pretty confident that he can do it in the first couple of times with their their, their instruction. I just wonder, 
now I'm, I've got to be honest with you. After watching all that last weekend, now I don't want to go flying around and doing all that crazy stuff those guys were doing. Sure. Because there was professional wakeboarders here trying to qualify for the U.S. team for the Pan American. I think it was in what? It's coming up in uh, the summer in Chile. Yep. I think yeah, it I, is. Yep. I think he said October. Yeah. Oh, it was October. I'm sorry. Yep, okay. Yep. But um, pretty cool stuff. So if you've got an interest, let's let's be honest. Uh, well, it was 554 lakes, but now it's 555 lakes in Polk <laughs> County because of the new one there at Lake Myrtle. Not everybody can afford to, to, to get a boat. To get a boat. Yeah. Or maybe you don't have the three people you need, the one to drive, the one to spot, and then, of course, you as the, as the skier. So go over to Elite Cable Park. This is not an infomercial for them. It's just a part of our inventory here in Central Florida's Polk County that makes this place so cool because – not only are we able to recruit events that are going to generate economic impact for the county, this is a quality of life piece mm-hmm. that is right there at Lake Myrtle. And and, and really, you look at uh, Lake Silver at Martin Luther King Park and Winter Haven, where the Worlds were hosted this past October. So plenty of opportunities to get out on the water. Well, I think it's just another safe place for, for families and, and youngsters to hang out. I, know, I remember growing up well, wanting to wakeboard behind boats, but some days the boat don't work or something's going on. You have to drive all the way to... Orlando, it's 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 like you said, it's a great great piece to add to our inventory and the diversity of Polk County. Something for the families to do. Absolutely. Well, let's turn to hockey. I think there's only one sheet of glass or ice. I mean, uh, here in Polk County, yep. but uh, um, Tampa Bay Lightning, seven o'clock tonight. We'll be in Toronto to take on the Maple Leafs. Game two. Uh, of course, they win uh, two nights ago and lead that series one to nothing. I didn't know this about the Toronto Maple Leafs. They haven't won in a really long time. Yeah, I saw something in 55 years since the expansion. 55 years and counting. Yeah. 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 So early on, uh, this is an organization that had won 13 Stanley Cups mm-hmm. since they were the Toronto Arenas. Uh, they hosted the first in 1917-18 season. Uh, I believe that's when Mark Jackson uh, <laughs> founded Sports Marketing. I hope he's listening. I really hope he's listening. Good, great. Just a joke. Just a joke. Uh, The Leafs picked up their most recent four titles over a seven-year span in in the 1960s. That's it since. 55 years and counting. So you're the favorite. You go into game one. You lose, what was it, 7-4, 7-2, something Mm -hmm. like that, whatever it was. It was a blowout. It was a blowout. I think the Lightning got four goals off the power play. So obviously Toronto needs to clean that up, but – all the pressure has to be squarely on their backs now because if they lose tonight and head back to Tampa down 0-2 with this history of 55 years of disappointment, all the way to the world's on their shoulders, right? Oh, yeah. Well, it, it's not only they haven't won a championship. I think I, I can't remember how many years. I don't think it's been quite 55, but they haven't even won a, a playoff series since since they uh, started yeah. in the new expansion. So definitely have all the weight on their shoulders. Uh, but as a, as a Bolts fan, you got to hope that they're still coming in humble and, and realizing that – you know, the pressure is on them, and they're coming in hungry. The inability to finish in game six and seven has traditionally been a problem for them. Mm. Uh, Toronto's record in games one through five of those full playoff rounds, not including Tuesday's result, they were 13 and 12 um, with three goals per game. In game six and seven, they're one and eight. Wow. That's not getting it done. No. No. And they're a whopping 4.8% on the power play percentage in those games. And the pressure's on them, but you know our boys are pretty banged up as well. So that's something that we're going to have to to get through. I mean, it's it's a long uh, postseason for for the Bolts every every season. It, I think I was talking about this with Chris Caprios, one of our other hosts. That you know our boys have if 
they've played the amount of hockey that um, in four seasons that other other clubs have played in like seven because <laughs> they've had well so that's many exactly long. right so they they've they've had so many they've been a perennial contender yeah and the way the hockey season it's long already mm-hmm. so you're off if you if you're out of the playoffs versus going to a Stanley Cup championship it's like two more months mm-hmm. it's a lot more wear and tear it absolutely yeah. well injuries force the lightning to uh, roster uh, shuffle the roster for game two mm-hmm um, Victor Hedman, uh, I haven't heard anything updated. He's supposed to be a game time decision. We'll see what happens there. They need him on the ice. Yeah, I mean, absolutely need him on the ice. Um, but uh, who was it that got popped in the head? Um, Tanner. No, it wasn't him. Yeah. Anyways, but yeah. but the player from the Leafs, you saw that nailed him right in the head. Mm-hmm. He got three game suspension, so he's basically could be out of the playoffs. Yeah. Um, if 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 the Lightning are able to to win the series. So what's your prediction tonight? Do you think, do you think Tampa gets it done or does it go one, one back to Tampa? I, I, I think Tampa gets it done. I think it's going to be close. I, you know, I'm hoping that, um, you know, the head coach, uh, he, um, you know, he, he sets a couple of the key Cooper. players, he, you know, get them. Th- yeah. Cooper. Thank you. So that, uh, you know, we can make it through the, the whole postseason. Well, we'll see. Not that anybody cares what our prediction is. Sure. Sure. So we get off the air here about 6 o'clock, enough time to go grab some dinner, get back home, flip turn, the game on. Turn it on. Yeah. All right, with that, we're going to go ahead and head to our first break. When we come back, we're going to talk about Tampa Bay Rays and their unbelievable start. You're listening to Sports Central right here on Talk Radio 96.7. Talk Radio 96.7, yeah. Talking sports, Sports Central. Brought to you by the Cleveland Heights Golf Course. Here's Josh and Neil. Thank you, Eric. Welcome back to Sports Central. As we shift from hockey playoffs to a season that's early in the in the schedule, uh, Tampa Bay Rays sit first atop the American League East, sixteen and three on the season. That's not what gets me, Josh. As much as they are plus eighty three in runs scored versus runs allowed. Yeah, plus okay. eighty three. So to put this in perspective. The Yankees are eleven and seven. They're plus twenty three, okay. And then the Rangers are twelve and six, so a good good record. They're plus forty three, which is good. The Rays are forty runs ahead of that. Uh, Braves leading in the NL East plus thirty two. Brewers who are fourteen and five, second best record in baseball, plus thirty five. I don't know how the Arizona Diamondbacks. They really have the secret sauce here. They're leading the <laughs> National League West, but they're eleven and eight, and they're minus seven. But Some tough, tough pulls. Are you buying or selling this race team early in the season? Just, uh, one game shy of try, twenty games. Try not to get your hopes up. I mean, they didn't do so great on Monday, but I mean Tuesday and Wednesday they were shutouts. I mean blowout shutouts, like back at the you know oh, back at the woodshed. I, I don't know. My <laughs> cut out. I was facing the wrong direction. I mean, ten and zero and eight and zero. I mean, it it you know it adds up the numbers you're talking about. You know, runs versus runs allowed. I mean, those are two blowouts. Well, after starting after starting perfect with a thirteen and zero record, mm-hmm. then they lost two of three, but now they won two of three uh, in Cincinnati. Like you said, ten zip on Tuesday, eight nothing on Wednesday. Uh, off tonight as they travel, and then they will be at home. Uh, I'll be interested to see how the fan base, are they buying this? Mm-hmm. Because, 
what I say, 16 and three on the season. They get the White Sox at home. They get Houston at home before going back on the road on the 27th uh, to Chicago take on the White Sox. At, the thing that the Rays have always had is good pitching. Yeah. If they're going to have the pitching like they've had over the years, plus an 83-run differential, this won't even be close. No, no. Offense and defense powerhouses, I mean, it, it comes down to just like what we talked about with the Bolts. It just it comes down to keeping their players healthy throughout the long jet. You know, baseball is one of yeah, 162 it, games. the longest season. Right, and we're <laughs> 19 games in. Yeah. So there's a long way to go. Yeah. But um, I'll be interested to see what these attendance figures look like uh, over the weekend uh, to see if the fans – um, don't know if you saw it today. Uh, Oakland A's have announced that they bought some land in Las Vegas. Mm. So first the the Raiders move and go to Las Vegas. Now the A's, who have been kind of in a similar situation uh, with their with their stadium there, uh, with the council or whatever in Oakland, is what the Rays have been in St. Petersburg. Uh, do you think that if this continues to move the direction that it looks like it's moving with the A's? pulling up anchor and going to Las Vegas, do you think the Tampa Bay region, obviously they're in St. Pete, but do you think the region's in danger of losing the Rays if a deal gets done with the A's? I th- you know, I could, it could start a precedent. I know we were talking about this at lunch the other day. Um, you know, some of the hardcore fans have been have been waiting for them to leave the trot, but I, I just, you know, I don't know if, if the city, this I feel, I feel like the city wants them to stay, so maybe they strike a deal, but um, obviously. I've always a, thought if they moved across the water. Yes, yes, I was just going to get to that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, half their, half their demographic is fish. Yep. <laughs> as, as the land goes, right? Yeah, well, it's, our, it's the same cell that we use. You want to be more centrally located so you can draw more traffic. If you could pick a location for the Rays to move to, and and this conversation has been happening, like you said, we've had this conversation for years, yeah. but let's just refresh it. If you could pick a location for the Rays to move to, where would it be and why? Somewhere on this side of Amelie. It just just for exactly what I was fairgrounds. talking about. Fairgrounds? Yeah, fairgrounds. Not next to it, but some... Somewhere adjacent. You know, it, you, you draw Polk County, Osceola Orange, you draw everything. I think um, something that's always missed the Rays, even when they're good, is... Um, you know, the fan base uh, for a home game. You know, it's still a lot of Giants fans, or not Giants, uh, Yankees fans and uh, sure. Boston fans. Well, that's, that's you know, part of that is, I mean, you get that with the, the Bucks as well. Right. A lot of people have moved down here mm-hmm. and they bring that allegiance with them. So sure. if their team is here, they're get, they get, so like Kansas State or UCF is going to the Big 12. Uh, next year, in a few years, Kansas State. Of course, you know I grew up out there in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. They're going to be playing in Orlando against the against You'll UCF. So I'm going to go. Yeah, right. Sure. So um, I think that if they go to the fairgrounds, now you pull in the Orlando market. Sure. No, I definitely. That you know, you get you get Osceola, Orange. You get all those additional counties that you know on an evening you're not driving two and a half hours across 275 and the you know the Howard Franklin Bridge. Like you're you know it, it makes it a little easier. Yeah, and that way you're not getting home at 2 o'clock in the morning. Yep, exactly. And then that's tough on a school night. Unless you're going to keep the kids out or you're going to leave really early, Mm -hmm. it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. So certainly uh, opens up the market. I would love for it to work right next to Emily Arena Mm -hmm. and have something similar to what they had in San Francisco or what they have in San Francisco or uh, what's that called, McCovey Cove or whatever. Like, But I don't know if they could replicate that there because of the cruise ships and and the activity that the uh, the port gets. But if not there in some kind of really cool feature with a retractable roof and being able to look out in the water, yeah, I'm with you. I think 
I think the fairgrounds would be perfect. Yeah. Plus, you got the casino just across the street. <laughs> yeah. I mean, family friendly, right? Yeah. <laughs> that you went the unique route. <laughs> All right, we're going to go ahead and head to our second break. When we come back, we're going to uh, talk about. I don't even know what we're going to talk about. We'll talk about something. We'll be right back here on Sports Central. Talking sports. You got it. Sports talk and more right here on Talk Radio 96.7. It is Sports Central. Brought to you by Hall Communications. Your host this afternoon is Neil Duncan. Thank you very much, Eric. As always, just on it when it comes to the music selections. (laughs) He's the man. I try. Some people say I'm a very trying person. Mm, Yes, you are. (laughs) Welcome back to Sports Central here on Talk Radio 96.7. One week from tonight, the NFL Draft. You can once again see your Chicago Bears do something stupid. Yep. And every year. And continue to be mediocre. Yep. Nope. I'm not offended. You shouldn't be offended because I'm going to give you a compliment for being a diehard Bears fan. Mm -hmm. Still holding on to 85. Yes. Like everybody else. Were you born in 85? I was born two years after. But so you're really holding on to a myth. Yes, I you know I grew up watching the Super Bowl shuffle on repeat. At, you know <laughs> clips of Walter Payton, you know the the fridge running it in. Only all those. four years ago. Yeah, exactly. Well, I was around for when um, Peyton Manning whooped us. I think it was in '02. We oh, went that's the, right. We went to the bowl, but in the, it, in the uh, rain game. Yep. Yeah, it was messy. But. It was uh, Tony Dungy against. Uh, well, he ended up at uh, the Bucks coach, and then he was Illinois, and then he was Houston. Lovey Smith, Lovey Smith, all over the place. Yeah, not yeah. My, not my probably my least favorite Bears coach. But do you know there's been over forty? I think oh, don't quote me on this. I think it was forty three NFL draft picks out of Polk County. I, I believe that. Now it doesn't mean that there's not been more on rosters. Mm-hmm. So walk-ons and, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. non a non drafted, yep. and then became part of the. Uh, before, What'd you say? It was forty three. That I think it was forty three out of Polk County. Thirty of them came from the Dreadnoughts. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Actually, no. Barto. I looked into this. Well, no, the the yeah. majority have come from. No, I shouldn't say that. The most have come from Lakeland. So one, sure. two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, like ten. Yeah. So about a quarter. Yeah. I know a couple um, came from Auburndale back in the day. Well, let's just look. Auburndale, Van Green, nineteen seventy three. Pat Walker, nineteen eighty one, ninety two. And Chauncey Davis. Yeah. And Chauncey Davis in two thousand five yeah, with yeah. the Falcons. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Bartow looks like they are at six, but if you combine them with Union Academy, which uh, is yeah, which was six, five more, so that's eleven. That's so actually, Bartow would have more. That was if my you, second guess. If you include Union Academy, and guess what? I'm from Bartos, so we're going to do that right now. <laughs> Just goodbye. And, of course, the leader in that group, Ken Riley, uh, rest his soul, mm-hmm. will be inducted uh, this August into the Pro right. Football Hall of Fame. It's an absolute – I can't say that on air. It frustrates me it wasn't done when, Ken, when Ken was uh, alive oh, yep. because you met him. You were around him. One of the nicest people mm-hmm. you will ever have met – and I believe his kindness, his gentle heart, and his unspoken, he was not about promote self-promotion, mm-hmm. yep. is what kept him out of the Hall of Certainly. Fame. Yep. All right, I'll, I'll get off my soapbox. No, no. But I'm, I'm happy for his family. I'm sure many of our listeners would agree with that. Yeah. So you look at, uh, let's see, who else? 
obviously everybody, every one of these schools has has people. Uh, so after Lakeland, Kathleen, Kathleen, one, two, three, four, five, the great six, Ray seven, Lewis. eight. So if you count Bartow and Union as one, they take over Kathleen for the second spot. If you're splitting them, Kathleen has the most Polk County folks uh, drafted in the NFL draft. So one week for tonight. Uh, I think it's 8 p.m. Yeah, 8 p.m. on ESPN, mm-hmm. ABC, ESPN app. Anything that is associated with ESPN or ABC, they're going to have coverage. 8 o'clock, round one, round two, and three are Friday starting at 7 p.m. Rounds four through seven on Saturday. That starts at noon. And, of course, pick 259. You know what they call it, right? Mm-mm. Mr. Irrelevant. No. Nobody's around. Nobody yeah, cares. Yeah. You get picked. I want pick two fifty nine to have success, like Tom Brady did. Some, I was just going to say that. that's what my assumption was. I knew you were going there. Yeah. Do you get excited about the NFL draft? So when I was younger, I did. Obviously, Bears fan might have um, callous that a little bit, but um, you know, you know, you just hit on Tom Brady. It's it's so hard to to see whether it's football or the MLB. It's so hard to see and take stock in these guys at a young age. You don't know what their development's going to be like once they get to the farmhouse. So, um, I, I like to I like to monitor it and still watch it. I just I don't I don't think it's the end all to be all anymore. So, I think the round one's exciting, mm-hmm. and then it's check in. Sure. Yeah. In the later rounds, I would agree with that. Yeah. But I I do. I don't know. I, I think since the Bucks, I, I think it's a little more exciting when your team is relevant. Sure. Than it is when they're not. But I'll flip that because you're, if you have the if you have a lottery pick, if you're you know one through nine, one through ten, whatever, then you do have a more vested interest because that's supposedly the guy yeah, who's going to help team, lead your team, yeah, build exactly. the team around it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's something to be said for that. I just. Um, I guess I guess I am a little callous, but you know, and we've always made some some dumb choices. Uh, seems like we never since since Kyle Long, we haven't went after any O line. You know, something that we desperately need. We have a great quarterback, you know, and it's something you'd hope that they would go after, or you know, a new running back. But you know, we'll we'll see. I always remain hopeful, and I joke with my wife all the time that we're gonna watch all these crappy games and get us knocked into the dirt for the day that we are successful, whether it be three years from now or five years from now that I, you know, I can, I can relish in it. Well, the Bucks have the 19th pick of the draft this year. So they were just good enough mm-hmm. to not really get a good pick. Get a good pick. Yeah. I'm excited about the Bucks, and I, I'm looking forward to seeing who they get. I'm a, I'm a Kyle Trask fan. And I know that uh, yeah. makes your teeth grind a little bit, but actually I'm okay with Kyle Trask. Yeah. That kid can play. He can. I don't know that he's the answer, sure. but I don't know that he's not right. The fact that he's a Gator player, whatever, <laughs> whatever, that's fine. Uh, real quick, looking at the NBA playoffs, mm-hmm. uh, Miami Heat, the only the only team in the state uh, <laughs> is that team in Orlando. They're not doing anything. No, no, no. Uh, Milwaukee Bucks is who the Heat are taking on. Uh, game one, the Heat won the game 130 to 117. In game two, the Bucks came back 138 to 122. Game three will be Saturday night in Miami. That'll be 7:30 on ESPN. Monday in Miami. Wednesday, obviously, because they'll need at least a Game 5. Uh, they'll go back to Milwaukee if necessary. Game 6 will be on a week from Friday on the 28th um, in Miami, and then the pivotal Game 7 if necessary. Obviously, we'll go to Milwaukee as they are the top overall seed. 
and Miami is the eighth seed. So kudos to Miami going up there and winning game one. Yeah, it's it's always exciting when a, when a Florida team wins, whether it's your team or not. You know, you hope that. Do you really well. take that stance? I, you know, I'm mostly a Chicago fan all the way around, but I do, you know, I. I'm not saying just, you're wrong. I'm it, just so you're always rooting for if your team not, not rooting, in, just watching it. It makes it exciting. I wouldn't say that I would root for Miami as a as a as a Magic fan, but um, you're certainly watching it, keeping keeping an eye out. I. <laughs> I think I'm that way. For college? No, no. Pro- professional. Sure. In college, I can't ever bring myself to. I, I will never root for the Florida Gators or anything. <laughs> I don't care if they're playing blackjack. I'm not rooting for them. Sure. And do you. Th- so my question is do you think collegiate sports is more passionate, the They're, fan base is far. more passionate than professional. Yeah, by far. And I think it comes down to, to trading and, and player movement. You're you're never going to see your favorite player that, that's played for FSU, you know, going across town and play. Well, I take it back. We well, seen, now with the portal. Yeah, we have seen that, and you can't you can do that now. But it, it, it's, it's a lot more rare. So, um, you know, you see, for me, like – I think for for professional, you 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 tend to watch players more. So mm-hmm. you might follow a team or root for a team because a player that was either once on your team that you fell in love with or or that you followed his career. Um, you know, I think it allows it. But obviously, uh, bloodlines run deep um, when it comes to college sports, whether it be football or basketball or or volleyball. I think uh, it's not the same. Well, I don't know. I just. I'll go on record. I'm not rooting for the Gators. <laughs> Even if they're playing blackjack, that cracked me up. I might pull for Miami if it somehow benefits Florida State. Right, right. Yeah. Um, and UCF, USF, FAU, FIU, EIEIO, I, I, I'm indifferent. Yeah. yeah At the end of the day, it's just about the Knowles. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's it. You know, bloodlines <laughs> run deep. I understand, especially with the college team. And yeah. I didn't even go there. With that, we're going to go ahead and head to our final break. When we come back, we're going to talk about all those tremendous events coming right here to Polk County, uh, where the fan base is just about as uh, supportive, right? Mm-hmm. You're listening to Sports Central on Talk Radio 96.7. We'll be right back. Talk Radio 96.7 and Sports Central brought to you by BSN Sports. Here's Josh and Neil. (laughs) Oh, Eric. That's great. Well done. Hey, he definitely has some great taste when it comes to music. He must like you. He he wouldn't do something so cool for me. Eric's a good guy. He is a good guy. Yeah. Oh, that makes me so happy. That is, I haven't I heard that listening. Yeah, that'd be great. That's fantastic to find the clip for him. Like, just uh, there's no reason for me to talk. Just let it run the rest yeah. of the show because <laughs> it's about that long. I can see the cheesy, campy dancing right now in my head. Like, oh. uh, what was it? The monsters of the midway? Yes, just yep. unbelievable. Yep. yep. Anyways. Alrighty, well, uh, this past weekend we talked about City Fest and Wake Fest out there at Lake Myrtle. We also had. Uh, Powerlifting USA at Polk State College. So mm-hmm. thank you to Stanley Cromartie and the whole team over there at Polk State College. 
uh, that was WebStream. Uh, the ski event was WebStream from Polk County. So bringing that attention on Polk County of, hey, look at all the great things that are hard to see and do in, in Florida, in Polk County. Let's go down there. Lots uh, of impressions. Absolutely. Lots of impressions. And a reminder, that's why we don't pay personal income tax in the state of Florida. That's right. So anyways, um, I digress. Mm-hmm. But also with the RP Funding Center, special thanks to Dan Talbot of Polk County Public Schools, yes. uh, Tony Camarillo from RP Funding and, the, and his staff. Uh, FHSA Boys Weightlifting State Finals were across the street. Yeah. Uh, great event. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, I saw some pictures uh, over the weekend, and it was. Uh, it was pandemonium. There's a lot of people, you know, and it keeps. It gives us a competitive advantage because, like sure. you mentioned, we have so many great athletes in Polk County. You know, they get to sleep in their own bed. Well, speaking of that, congratulations to senior Larry Jones from Lakeland High School, uh, the first dreadnought in five years to win a state title in two sports. Uh, from the same school as he won the 238-pound division in the traditional competition on Saturday. So this is at the 2023 FHSA Boys Weightlifting uh, State Finals there at RP Funding. Also, congratulations, one-year bloodhounds over there. Mm -hmm. Auburndale Jr. Gavin Chastain Mm -hmm. uh, took the Class 2A Olympic competition uh, for his first state title, and congratulations to Nashawn Paul uh, from Haines City, won the 3A Olympic competition. So uh, well-represented. At the state finals, but also three different state champions that we'll probably see at the Polk County All um, All Sports Awards. Thank you. Yeah, Yeah, June 13th, right? Thank you. Yes, sir. Running running empty over here. I need some food. Yeah, yeah. And uh, of course. Absolutely. Well, this weekend... Uh, of course, a long-standing partner here in Polk County in the tourism sports marketing, the Florida Youth Soccer Association. Their state headquarters is here, and they've got a big event coming up. Oh yeah, yeah. Joel Dragon and his boys—they're—they're uh, they're hosting the President's Cup final. You know, another big thanks to Cody McGee and Ryan Pickles, City of Auburndale, um, for putting on a great event out there at, at the Lake Myrtle Sports Park. Something like 1,800 participants are expected to be out there, so that's that's going to be a pretty big event. And um, you know, the President Cup Finals, they, they host some of the um, the best teams in the state. Last weekend at the Fieldhouse there in Winter Haven, Tyrant Wrestling, mm-hmm. uh, I think it was 800 or 1,000 participants. place was absolutely packed. And and I even said, you know, uh, Ray Lynn from, from the office, uh, she did a great job getting that event here. And the funny thing about it is I was like, huh, the last major – that we did mm-hmm. last major wrestling event may have been when the state finals used to be at RP Funding Center. Yeah. I know Lake Gibson puts to puts on a great event, uh, but a huge event there last weekend. This weekend, Lightning City Gymnastics will be at the RP Funding Center uh, with more than two thousand participants. That'll be the twenty second and twenty third. Um, so many things coming into Polk County, Josh. Oh yeah, there's some great stuff going on. The Lightning City Gymnastics. I mean, those are some those are some high flyers. If you haven't got a chance to see that. You should poke your head in and, and check it out. It's you know it's something that is a little different than what we host uh, week in and week out. Um, definitely add some diversity and, and it's a little something different. Um, something that's more along the lines of what we typically host. We have the GSA Extreme Challenge that's this weekend as well on the twenty second and twenty third. That's going to be held at the Diamondplex. Uh, shout out to Steve Pruitt and those guys at the City of Winterhaven. They're uh, doing a great job. Diamondplex looks great and it's it's ready to to host those. Um, those little baseball players coming out. Absolutely. Well, we want to go ahead and put you on uh, on notice. Mother's Day is right around the corner. So <laughs> if you haven't bought something between now and then, don't forget Mayfair by the Lake Art Festival is always a great opportunity because that's Mother's Day's weekend. It's a Mother's Day tradition. That'll be May 13th and May 14th, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. each day. And, of course, that's presented by the Polk Museum of Art. 
Mayfair by the Lake. You can always go to visitcentralflorida.org for a full listing of events. For Eric Clark and Josh Hicks, I'm Neil Duncan. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll be right back here next Thursday at 5 p.m. for Sports Central. This is Talk Radio 96.7. Good night, everyone.